0: You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank.
1: Coming up, the latest episode of the KCSN Post Game Show
2: Chiefs win 26 7, dominates the Miami Sea Dolphins. Dolphins of this game. Uh,. What a big win. What's up, everybody? Kent Swanson, Matt Lane, Craig's out here here to celebrate the first playoff win of the year. Kansas City Chiefs absolutely dominate the Miami Dolphins. Vibes are high, Matthew. How are you feeling?
0: You know, we're, we're feeling good. The vibes are high. The Chiefs absolutely dominated the Dolphins from start to finish of this game. It was never really a doubt. And I think the way this was shaping up the week leading up to the game with the weather, the injuries the Dolphins, a lot of people expected that. But here's the thing, the Chiefs hadn't done that to anybody all year. So to come out of a game where they were very clearly the better team on both sides of the ball and essentially every single facet that was nice it's it's been almost a full calendar year since we have got to see that so that that was really nice to see Craig
3: hey how about that Steve Spagnolo defense yeah you, you guys feel good about that defense forget feel good about them limiting one of the best offenses in yards per play in recent modern memory just limiting them to nothing to a looking awful just absolutely awful nobody on that miami dolphins offense wanted to be there i understand miami dolphins not wanting to be there because they were literally on the street most of them about a week ago but this offense was largely intact and it didn't matter oh my goodness i i am riding high right now this is wonderful i can't wait to talk about this
2: Yeah, this that was I I know like there's some underlying things that we'll still talk about that you know need to get addressed for this team to continue to to move forward. But this is a this is a winning formula in a lot of different ways for the Chiefs. You know they put 26 points on the board. I know the red zone offense is something people are going to spend a lot of time about, but they also lived in the red zone. The my the Miami Dolphins I don't believe made the got in the red zone once this entire game if I remember correctly either. They had one lucky, explosive Tyreek Hill touchdown underthrown by Tua. And I don't think they got in the red zone the rest of the game. No, they did not. They got to the 31-yard line on their third to last drive. The the Chiefs held them out of the red zone for the entirety of the game. Just an unbelievable performance from the defense. And obviously, you know, some things to clean up with, you know, know, with some red zone offense. And we can talk about some of that stuff later. But, I mean, they – they scored on all but one or two possessions, and one of those possessions was late in the game as they were running the clock out, I believe, or maybe the last two as they were running the clock off. Like, like I know like we'd like to see more touchdowns, but 26 points on the board is going to be enough to win a lot of football games with this defense uh, in the playoffs, so I think there's really just a lot to be excited about about what we saw on both sides of the football.
0: I mean, the Dolphins' second longest drive went 53 yards, resulted in a turnover on downs. And that drive came when the Chiefs scored their final touchdown and decided to go and prevent and said, there's there's no real way these, this Dolphins team is going to score. Like, these Dolphins offense couldn't do anything. And to everyone's like, all the talk about the Dolphins' injuries and everything leaned up to this game, that's on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, they are working back in a Jalen Waddle or Ricky Moser, but those guys still played in this game. Those guys had an impact in this game. Their offense was fully functional. They had no answers for anything that Steve Spagnuolo was doing. He had their head spinning from the start of this game. Every time the Dolphins tried to do a different motion or pull out some kind of gimmicky little play, the Chiefs were kind of all over it. And when the Dolphins got out of their, their scripted plays, which was essentially just getting guys leaking out late to the flat, that offense hit a brick wall and didn't do anything. For two and a half, I mean, literally nothing for two and a half quarters. It was one of the more dominant displays of defense I think you will ever see in the playoffs. When you consider what Mike McDaniels, you know, what he's done this year, what he's done in his career as an offensive coach, what this Dolphins team is. This team scored 70 points in an NFL football game this year. Seventy. What They scored 21 points in two hours of gameplay versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And they scored seventy in one game this year. This uh, that was that was a insane display of defense from all the players. But I mean, I think you start with Steve Spagnolo. He was the very first play they came out with a five man surface with Leo Shields playing as like a five tech. I'm like, okay, what well, this man coming <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of the game? And it only got better from there.
3: Yeah, absolutely. They got into a third and long where they brought out the three three five defense, which we have seen this year, but never on third and long. And I went, oh man, what's going to happen here? ends up in a penalty for the Dolphins. So they back out. They go back to a normal dime. But on the interception, you had it I want I encourage you all to go find the dots. I'll try and tweet them out later if, if you haven't seen them, but you had a rotation from a single high look where they swapped these two guys, the the up safety rotated deep and then they rotated back around, like it was like an orbit motion in the secondary on the Edwards. Uh, it was, it was wonderful. It's part of the reason why. I mean, the Miami Dolphins averaged six point five yards per play on the season. Yes, they weren't great down the end of the season, but that's season long. Six point five. They have four point three today. You guys, they had an eight percent third down conversion rate. Not. Not not eight conversions on third, to eight percent. One for 12 on the day. They could not do anything against Steve Spagnuolo's defense until right at the end of the game when they went prevent and a singular play where Trent McDuffie did not play particularly well, you know, against Tyreek Hill. One play. And that, that'll that happen against the Tyreek Hill. It was absolutely phenomenal to watch Mike McDaniel is going to be seeing ghosts of Steve Spagnuolo for the rest of the off season. He ruined this offense for him earlier in the season, and he ruined it even
2: worse in a playoff game. Just uh, what a performance. Oh, it was unbelievable. I mean, and I'm looking at it right now Two attack a outside of a horrific throw that he does not deserve a touchdown on, but Tyree <laughs> killed did an incredible play. And Trent McDuffie had, you know, probably one of his worst snaps of the season outside of that play. Tua tagavolo went 19 of 38 for 146 yards. That is 3.8 yards per pass attempt. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. Just absolutely absurd. And, I mean, yeah, they, they had him... They had him lost. I mean, like, I like, just a brilliant game plan. Like, they just had him scouted extremely well. Like, I know two have used his legs a couple times, which we're not really accustomed to him doing. And, you know, I think he, I believe, had the longest run of his season. But they were, they were, I mean, they, they had him so dialed in. Because they, they were just, like, the, the fourth and two, they had two edge rushers. No D-tackles. They had Willie Gay spying, and they double-teamed Tyree, killed the line of scrimmage, and Trent made a great play on that little rub concept. But they were just, like, they were throwing all kinds of stuff at him. They were throwing stuff against the wall. They were changing the picture for him a lot post-snap, and he was holding on to the football. He didn't want to throw the football. He couldn't throw the football. When he tried to throw the football, the ball was sailing on him, and when he held on to the football, he was getting sacked. Just... Uh, they had him just in a frozen hell today, and it was so fun to watch. Listen, it's Tua, people get stuck in the semantics
0: of a one-read quarterback. I, I, you don't need to go that far, but Tua, when the picture changes behind the play, from po- pre-snap to post-snap, Tua plays significantly worse, and he holds the ball, and, like, this is what Steve Spagnuolo lives for. And then you add on the fact that to start the game, Charles O'Minahue was playing absolute lights out on every third down. And then as the game progressed, Chris Jones got better. George Karloftis got better. The blitzes were getting. He never felt comfortable. And I think it started with that very first interception. Tua kind of got forced into throwing a fadeaway over Charles O'Minahue, pushing a center back into his face. Throws an interception. And from that point on, you kind of knew that The only time they were going to hit a deep ball was on a pure shot play, like they scored on Tyreek Hill. But anything else beyond that, that football wasn't going beyond 10 yards for Tua. And it wasn't going to do so accurately. They knew it. They started throwing screen passes. The picture's changing post snap. Tua's brain is short circuiting. He can't figure out what he's supposed to do. He's patting the ball. He's panicking. Again, I don't want to say someone's a one read quarterback because that stuff gets different. You know, it changes all the time. But every single time the Chiefs change what they were showing Tua from pre snap to post snap, you could just see his... You could just see smoke coming out of his helmet. And it just was getting nowhere. And that's that was what it was. The, the Dolphins run game, which is something we got to talk about later, never got going. It was all onto his shoulders. And boy, that was... I mean, he just fried.
2: Completely yeah. fried. The one-read correct one thing, it's not... It's like, if you're right pre-snap, you can get through the progression. That's more like what Tua is. It's not a one-read. It's a, if I'm right... I yes. can get. I know to where to go. Yeah, and exactly. he knows everywhere to go. And the
0: moment it changes, you see him pat the ball. And even if he still goes to the right place, he does it late or in this game and accurately. So like it's just they they completely made the entire game go into his shoulders. The run game they just shut it down. They did not let the Dolphins get out in space. We talked about it on the pregame leading up to this. Don't let them run to space. Make Devin A-Chain and Rhea Mozart run through your bags in the middle of the field. And outside of one series in the first half, they had no success trying to put the ball on the ground and run it. it. Just excellent job by the Chiefs all around. I think the defense played one of the most spectacular games I think you will see out of any playoff defense this year.
3: So I'm going to go back to what we've been talking about the past couple of weeks about what they've been doing. With Nick Bolton pulling the linebacker off the field, the game planning aspect of this kind of adjusting on the fly, Nick Bolton didn't come off the field. Mm -hmm. I mentioned that after they've made those adjustments in-game for the course of the entire year so far, they have averaged 0.74 points per drive allowed after that moment. That is outstanding. With the full game plan installed today, 0.63 points per drive of the Chiefs defense. They just, Spagnuolo is so locked in right now and is throwing so much stuff at everybody. He knows exactly what did. You heard Jason Garrett talk about it, and which, by the way, another crew, not bad today. You heard Jason Garrett talk about it a little bit that, you know, Steve Spagnuolo said, when we see him pat the ball, we know we got him. And he was patting that ball all game long because the picture was constantly changing. He was constantly giving a a different look to the point that Mike McDaniel had to shorten the game up. And when they started going to those quick speed outs, those quick outs in the backfield there, guess what? As we talked about in the pregame show, or not pregame show, but you know, the preview show, these DBs want to get downhill and hit. Nick Bolton wants to get downhill and hit. It was over. They ruined their offense. They really did. To the point where now you are going to have so many other defensive coordinators in this league, everybody in the AFC West, every defensive coordinator that's out there is going to turn on this game and go, okay, we need to start rolling in some of this stuff. We need to start defending this Miami Dolphins team this way. You saw teams start to do it after Spagnolo did it the first time in Germany. This was such a clinic that they're, you're going to see so many of the concepts that Steve Spagnolo just kind of sprinkled in throughout the day today all over the place against the Miami Dolphins, against Mike McDaniel. He's going to have to do you know, what Sean McVay basically did after Bill Belichick owned him in the Super Bowl. He's going to have to go back and figure some stuff out because he can't come out with this same offense again. Everybody
2: is going to tee off on it now. Yeah, I want to wax poetic more about that, but we're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Thanks for listening
3: to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app, find it on the App Store, or
4: Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
2: Chiefs winning, in dominating fashion 26 7. And we just got done talking a little bit about, you know, the Miami Dolphins having to live in the flat, trying to push everything vertically and just throw these little dump downs underneath because they had no answers whatsoever. And I want to say two things. This was not just about the weather, the weather played a factor, but this game was not just about the weather. Don't let anybody tell you. Everybody's on Twitter going, ah, wow! Well, we all knew that this was the case just because of the weather, and you know they, yeah, okay, I understand. It's cold for both of them. This is the fourth coldest game in the National Football League in the history of the league. I understand, but you know what? Cool, yeah. Obviously, maybe there's some wills changing late in the game. But I want to credit the Chiefs for the way that they went around and hit hit that entirety of the game. I'm talking Nick Bolton flying around the field. I'm talking Lejarius Sneed bopping Tyreek Hill at the line of scrimmage and establishing that physicality. Legarius or uh, Trent McDuffie, bopping Tyreek Hill in the flat when they tried to dump it down to him. These dudes were hitting today. The aggression was there. The physicality was there. They played through all that. Who? Mari laid a couple big hits today. Oh, early. Holy cow. Early in the game. Yeah. Yeah, it was early. So it was delicious. It was just a delicious experience watching this team maybe yeah they might have played the they might have played you know the 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 conditions better but this this dominance was not just about how cold it was and how the Miami Dolphins switched to the Cancun Dolphins in the fourth quarter this was a good performance from the entirety of this team and i think it's something we were all hoping we were going to see here's the hope chiefs fans here's the hope it's here
0: I mean, yeah, the, the weather certainly played a role, right? And, like, we don't have to go deep down that role, but, like, I mean, you could just watch Jalen Ramsey had no no intention of ever being physical in this entire game. And so there was a couple other Dolphins that did the same, right? Like, the weather played a role, but that's part of football. It, it, it we're, we're in January. It gets cold some places. Maybe you should have beat the Bills if you wanted to play somewhere where it was warm to where this wouldn't be an issue, but I don't think it mattered. I don't think you can watch this game and come away and say, oh, this one thing, weather, this one thing, injuries, this one thing, penalties, whatever it may be, made the Chiefs absolutely destroy the Dolphins from start to finish in this game. It was a beatdown. They, they dominated the Dolphins just as much as the Texans did the Cleveland Browns, even if the scoreboard will not tell you that story, right? You had to watch the game. You had to be there. You had to see every single drive for the Chiefs was positive. Every single drive Sands won for the Dolphins was nothing. Literally nothing. You could just hit fast forward and you wouldn't have missed. Like you could have taken a piss break. You could have gone and got snacks. You would have missed absolutely nothing besides Dolphins offensive players getting blown up in the middle of the field. And they'd be like, hmm, do I really want to be here? So like it was it was an excellent performance. I, I always will have my doubts that defense will win. Super Bowls, right? I don't think football is trending that direction. However, the Chiefs offense started to show some life in this game. So when you pair that with a defense that played this well against this opponent, you... just got something working right now. And If they really did flip a switch to the playoffs, they have something working.
3: I, I will say this. One last thing about the weather. The weather didn't snatch Tyreek Hill's soul on that George Karloff snap. That on his sack, his solo one, that was luxurious neat. By the way, he buried him. That was exactly the way that this entire game was. That's what it You're was. You're not
0: doing it justice because right before that play, he pump faked him and Dave made Tyreek kill get a false start penalty because yep. he stepped forward. He corrected him to it and then he gave him two for flinching like a little, we're not going to say it, uh-huh. he gave a two for flinching and getting the false start penalty. It was the most poetic series of events that could have ever happened.
3: It was incredible. He buried him. He put him in the dirt. If there's anybody that's going to complain about the cold, it's going to be Tyree Kill for finding out how cold that grass was as LeJarius Sneed buried him in it. It was obscene. They were the more physical team on both sides of the football. We're going to switch the offense here pretty quick. They were the more physical team on both sides of the ball. They, they wanted this way more than Miami ever did, and they stole the life from this Miami Dolphins team early in this game and often. There was at no point in the second half that I ever thought that the Miami Dolphins might try and mount a comeback. It was over. Like it, they they didn't want to be there. They didn't want to play football at the same level as the Kansas City Chiefs. It has been a while. Maybe maybe since that Bears game earlier this season that you were just so confident in the ability for not just this defense to shut it down, but for the offense to not make a back-breaking mistake that then allowed you know the other team back into it, it just wasn't happening. So for the first time, it felt like a Patrick Mahomes offense. It felt like this Steve Spagnuolo defense on steroids. It it really was incredible to watch a truly complete performance, or as complete as we're going to get from this Chiefs D de- or this Chiefs team this year. It was really,
2: really fun to watch the whole thing. It was an absolute delight. And let's get to the offensive side of the ball because I am I know like there's, there's always this but kind of moment with it. But I think largely I feel very good and happy about what we saw on the offensive side of the football. How often they lived in the red zone, putting points on the board, racking up those points, even though it wasn't all in the form of touchdowns and really continuing to extend that lead. I mean, winning by 19 and 26 points from the offense, I think that's going to do a lot of, like I, t- I think 26 points is going to be enough to win a lot of the playoff games that they're going to be playing this year, just how good this defense is playing. And I think, you know, I, there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of reasons to be excited about the offense after watching this game and some of the stuff we hope that they were going to build on, you know, after that, you know, some of the things that they did against the Bengals living in the, reds, in the red zone in that game too.
0: I mean, there, there was a lot of positive. I, I want to look at Bumpus super chat here. Just like Donovan Smith, I thought he played a good game. And we'll have to see as the challenges get more difficult for, for the Chiefs' offensive line going forward. The Dolphins were obviously injured. So, yes, the offensive line played great. And that led into the Chiefs' offense overall playing really well. And I thought Patrick Mahomes played one, one of his better games of the year. I mean, he looked phenomenal in this game. He had every answer for every single play until the very end where there was the intentional grounding. like There was a couple plays at the end where he finally seemed like he got beat a little bit by what the Dolphins were doing. But he had this offense humming. They had all of the right answers for what the Dolphins were doing until they hit the 20. We don't need to dive down the red zone rabbit hole too far right now. They really need to figure out what's going on there. Hey, hopefully it's that one of the end zones were overly iced and they couldn't do anything about it or something. like Maybe that's an issue for some of it. (laughs) There there was some red zone issues, but they could get the ball down the field. This is the best this offense has looked Mm -hmm. in a long time. Everything was working. They didn't connect on them, but McCall Hardman was getting open vertically. He just was playing the football terribly or quitting on route. He was getting open downfield. Rasheed Rice was... The best player on the field, yes, if not one—I I mean, like he's right up there with Mahomes as being one of the best players in the field. Travis Kelsey played great, and that includes drops, which like aren't completely out of character for him. But as many drops as he had are not within character. It's like this offense is this close, this close to looking like they figured something out and can really get rolling here in the playoffs. And you just hope they can parlay this performance against a Dolphins team which does not have a playoff depth chart on the defensive side of the ball right now. Do not into a performance next week in the divisional round, whoever they end up playing, right? You hope they can roll all of this over. This confident Mahomes is Mahomes playing at an A-plus level. Rasheed Rice becoming a featured guy that's not just catching screen passes, but also getting downfield. Travis Kelsey looking more spry. McCole Hardman at least taking the top-off defenses, even if he's not catching the ball, and pairing that with a run game that is at least dangerous or something you have to respect. You put all of those pieces together... And you just remove some of the craziness in the red zone, some of the bad red zone play. You have a complete team that's rolling right now. So I I think it was a very promising performance from them all. None more so than Rasheed Rice.
3: Rasheed Rice went nine for one thirty-eight and two touchdowns. Wait, I'm sorry, there was a Jawan Taylor penalty on that play. Eight for one thirty and one touchdown. He was absolutely (laughs) outstanding. He really was. He he was terrific all day long. He's the guy that they needed. Like you, you look at the target share from this. It is embarrassing for everybody not named Travis Kelsey or Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice had twelve targets, hauled in eight of them for one thirty. You know, Travis Kelsey has ten targets, hauls in seven for seventy one. Three that weren't caught were all drops. Drops three. Every <laughs> single one of them. All every single one of them. Nobody else had more than three targets, and that was McColl, who had the three targets. Two for the most for everybody else. The offense was funneled through Isaiah Pacheco. It was funneled through Travis Kelsey, and it was funneled through Rasheed Rice. And going into this game, yeah, you you would think that that's probably going to be the case. Andy Reid's going to scheme some stuff up, probably going to lean heavier on guys like Pacheco that have been here before, guys like Travis Kelsey that have been here before try and get Rice into the game a little bit, and all they do is just keep feeding him the rock, and he just keeps rewarding this offense. And it was incredible to watch. He got him out of a couple of long third downs that they needed some help, you know, with a guy, and it wasn't just that. Early on in the game, that very first drive of the game, the Chiefs got themselves into a third and 10 because of a Kelsey drop, and then a, a poor throw by Mahomes on second down. A third and 10. They didn't see another third down that entire drive. We haven't seen that from this Chiefs offense in forever. Like, they were just consistently ahead of the sticks. They were converting on early early downs consistently all the way down the field. It wasn't explosive plays. It was just getting the ball down the field methodically. And it looked like how it should look based on what we thought against this Miami Dolphins defense. But there was always that kind of little bit that was holding us back from just being like, yeah, they should dominate this team. They really should dominate this defense because we've seen them not play well so often this year and really in between the 20s like you couldn't ask for anything more from this offense and what they gave us today
2: hey make sure you're hitting the like button make sure you're leaving your comments we're trying to get some of those up as the as this thing's going on as we all celebrate you know we talked about Rishi Rice a couple things I thought right Rishi Rice I think that was the most mature game that we've seen from him too you know, I thought, you know, doing a really good job, one of those big catches over the middle of the field, working away from his zone oh. defender. Um, you know, I thought doing a really good job looking for the ball when Patrick Mahomes was hot with a free rusher against Blitz, being ready for that. And just ball security. I think he did a good job securing the football, catching it, didn't have a drop. He also did a good job protecting the football after the catch too. And so there was a couple little contentious moments there for him. I just thought that was a really mature moment for him. That I thought was pretty pretty impactful. Um, I this stat from Next Gen Stats. Jordan Foot just tweeted it out. Per Next Gen Stats, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes had a one thirty point six passer rating when targeting Rasheed Rice tonight. Eight catches for one hundred thirty yards and a touchdown for the rookie in his first playoff game. Uh, and like you know, I think if I was Vic Fangio and I had the ghost of Chiefs edge rushers past playing. Uh, <laughs> For me to try to slow down Patrick Mahomes, I don't think I hated the idea of let's blitz Mahomes. Yeah, they to try to make these skill players try and be great plan. Great, I think it's a really smart. I think it's a really smart idea. You know, bailed you on it a lot earlier. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean if you bring the pressure from depth, you are playing into the run because you're not going to overrun your rush lane. So you're stopping the Chiefs from getting to run the ball a little bit by adding guys late. Like it's it was quite literally probably the best thing they could do with again the ghosts of Chiefs past defensive rushers. The problem was Patrick Mahomes just had their number every single time. And so did Rasheed Rice. And here's the other stat for Rasheed Rice that DraftKings didn't want you to know. He finished with over double the pa- receiving yards of Tyreek Hill. If you listened to the KC Lab earlier on the game preview, you made yourself a little bit of money going for that because Rasheed Rice had more receiving yards than time to be That was, I don't know, my prop, I'm guessing, for uh, for that right there. And so he doubled him up. Doubled him up. Who? Where, where would you find... Where would you find that that prop, Maddie? What? Somewhere deep in this noggin, I guess. No,
3: um...
2: no, 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 no. Where would you go to make that bet? You no, know, no, no, no. I'm not going to let Maddie answer the question. Okay. I think we're, we're going to have Tucker D. Franklin answer that question, aren't we, Tucker? Let's bring Tucker Franklin on. Who originally made this bet uh, happen? Read it now. Read now.
1: Hey guys, um, <laughs> look, uh, I don't want to take any credit for anything. But DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Look, Chiefs don't know who their opponent is right now, uh, but you know you can count on DraftKings Sportsbook to give you the best lines possible. And you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code KCSN. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 hope Y or text hope Y 467 369 In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus must expire 168 hours after issuance. See slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Back to you, Camp. Thank you, Tucker.
2: Uh, Head coach Andy Reid on rookie wide receiver Rasheed Rice. This is a quote Jordan Foote has here. The best part about him is he keeps working. He's got Pat's respect, and he wants to do it the right way. I I do think like Rasheed Rice has just continued to get better and better and better as this thing has gone on, and I think you saw that again today. I I yeah. I, we talked about how this team funneled through their best players, especially early. You saw them hammering Rasheed Rice hammering Travis Kelsey, hammering Isaiah Pacheco. Those are your three best players. Sprinkled in a little bit, McCole Hardman, tried to get him in a little manufactured look, tried to throw the ball down the field. But I do want to say one thing about some of these pass catchers and some of these much maligned pass catchers that we've talked about. Marquez Valdez-Cantling, one catch. Richie James, one catch. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, not maligned, but one catch. All three of those, I believe, were first downs, were, were third down plays for first downs. Big plays for all three of those guys in the opportunities they had. A little Bronx cheer for Marquez Valdez-Scantling. But I think this is the formula, right? You put the ball in the hands of your best players, and you sprinkle in some opportunities here and there for a few of these other guys. And so in the limited opportunities, good on a Marquez, good on a Richie James. I, I think Richie had one drop, but he did have a catch right back at it later. And good on Clyde Edwards. And no, no, it wasn't a drop. It was Richie James getting P.I. to death. Never mind. Okay, That was
0: Richie James playing, playing small. He died.
2: Yeah. No, no. It was Richie playing no. small.
0: Okay, I, you, know, we, you talked about it, and this kind of wraps into a couple other points here. This is from uh, Jeff, Tarli- Jeff Darlington, Chiefs coach Andy Reid, on Patrick Mahomes had a nice day. I don't think the Dolphins anticipated us throwing the ball as much as we did. A lot of quarterbacks can't do that in this type of weather. First of all, <laughs> shots fired, <laughs> shots it's fired, surreal. 100%. But two, they're not wrong. The Chiefs, they try to run the ball, right? And their running backs averaged just barely over three yards per carry. It wasn't a dominant performance on the ground, much like it usually is for the Chiefs. I think early in the game, Isaiah Pacheco had some good runs that kind of set the tone. I think later in the game, Z Lair had some really big runs and picked up big first downs. But everything in between was just kind of ho hum, and that's been the Chiefs' run game all year. It looked like they started out with some more gap stuff, and, and it was kind of taking its toll on the Dolphins' defensive line, the def- the linebackers. And as the game went on, they got to do a little bit more zone, they didn't have as much success with it. But this team, and then the Dolphins started blitzing all the time, right? They started adding more guys to the fits. Like I don't care about the lack of su- not success, but efficiency running the football. I think it mattered for this game, but they really did run. The offense through Patrick Mahomes and negative 24 degree feels like weather and and the wind's blowing and they said, hey, we're going to drop back over 40 times in this football game and still control the ball, control the game flow and do whatever we want. I do think that matters. This team just understands who they are, what they are at all times. And this year, we haven't always felt that, but this game kind of felt like it. They knew what they needed to do until they got to the red zone to win this football game and they did it on both sides of the ball.
3: Yeah, they did, and it was fun. It, it it was fun because again, like it's just, it looked different. It felt different. They it, there was confidence. There were there was fun. There was fun being had by this Chiefs football team. And once again, we we talked a little bit about this last week with Chris Jones. You know, hunting for that sack, trying to get that sack so that he could get his you know his big bonus in Week eighteen there. And how excited and fun everything was on the sideline after he got it I carried over this week. Like, listen, it's miserable conditions out there. It was bitter cold. Shout out to all of Arrowhead because it was loud in Arrowhead still. Like, I hey, props to everybody that was there. I mean, it was so cold that Patrick Mahomes' helmet shattered. Shattered. <laughs> they had to put on a different one. That's how cold it was. And yet... There was a moment in the fourth quarter where everybody was were swag surfing. It, Everybody was having fun. The whole stadium was having fun. It has been not fun this season at times. It's been fun on the defensive side of the ball, but it's not been as consistent. It's not been as fun. And this offense, having the ability to move the ball through the air, Patrick Mahomes playing very well, Travis Kelsey playing pretty well and making some stuff happen, that that off of Eli Apple for the first down was incredible. What a performance by him. A rookie Rasheed Rice coming out there and punishing this secondary that didn't want to hit him so that Isaiah Pacheco could also run into that secondary that didn't want to hit him. And Patrick Mahomes could run into that secondary that didn't want to hit him. Just fun. It was just a really good time to watch a Chiefs game. And typically we get those, you know, Later in the regular season, it's one of those Week 16 games the Chiefs kind of handled. This was a playoff game. This was a game that mattered. If they did not win this, they would go home, and there wasn't an ounce of stress or tightness of anybody on the Chiefs. They were playing loose. They were playing well. It just seemed like everything was going well outside of just, like, we can nitpick some few things there, but it was just still so fun to watch.
2: Yeah. And so I I'm it's gonna sound like I'm talking out both sides of my mouth a little bit for saying like the weather wasn't a factor in the Dolphins losing. It wasn't the factor. And there were some things that, yeah, obviously Tua was objectively a lot worse in the weather, but he still was cooked pre snap and he was cooked post snap in a lot of different ways. Um, I think, you know, I don't think Travis Kelsey's dropping three balls next week. I'll say that. Uh I don't anticipate that happening. I don't know if there was a little bit of weather or not. There were zero touchdowns scored in the icy end zone. If you didn't were at the broadcast, no touchdowns were actually scored in the end zone that was iced over, and they were worried about even being able to see the the inbounds line. Uh, you know, being able to correctly see the back line. So, you know, maybe some of the play calling in the red zone and on that side of the ball was a contributing factor. The Chiefs put the ball in the end zone twice in the non icy end zone. They tried to screen. Play that, Maddie and I have talked a little bit about in the DMs. A little bit, we'll probably talk about more of that on the lap. A uh, couple quotes from Andy Reid as well coming in here. Andy Reid on Lejarius Steen: I'm having a hard time believing there's another quarter at cornerback as good as him in the league. That is absolutely correct. Um, the whole Patrick Mahomes helmet. I mean, oh, go what? you guys! I would say I, I, I just feel
0: like we should spend a little bit more time on Lejarius Steen here because once again, he's not shadowing, like, right, they move Tyreek Hill around so much, you can't follow him everywhere, but he's getting lined up with Tyreek Hill a lot. We talked about him putting him in the dirt as, like, a statement on the game, but his coverage, his play, rep in and rep out continues to be absolutely phenomenal. He's breaking up passes intended for non-Tyreek Hill players. When he is matched up with Tyreek Hill, he's getting physical. Yes, the Chiefs protect him by putting a little bit of help over the top of him, and guess what? We kind of saw in his touchdown why you have to do that. So, it's just... It's insane to me that this man did not make the, an all pro team the way he's been playing. You have so many stats that back it up. The eye test shows it. I don't know what else he can do to get more recognition than what he did. And, like, I think overall, the, this Peacock broadcast of a football game was actually pretty good. Like, they, they handled commercial breaks well, the, the broadcast team was fine. But, like, I wonder how many people got to see this because you can't come away from this game and see they'd be like, oh, wow, Legiria Steed is a non all pro level cornerback. Like, Anyone that watched this game has to know how good he was at the end of it. So I'm glad that you're continuing to talk about it. I'm glad he got a little bit of shine throughout the game from them showing replays or just when he got a chance to go up and make a play, he made some big hits late in the game. Like It was another fantastic game for LeJarrius Sneed, and it will be super impressive if he continues this. Whatever matchup they have next, He's going to have another top wide receiver to go up against, whether it's Nico Collins for the Texans or Stephon Diggs. That's kind of unfair to call them to the same because Diggs is whoop. But he's going to have a good matchup again, and he gets a chance to go out there and showcase, show what he can do once again. And it's just week in and week out. It's been been years since we've seen a cornerback follow wide receiver ones the way he has this year. It's crazy to me that the NFL did not recognize that in literally any fashion this year.
3: It's fucking travesty. That that's the long and the short of it. LeJarius Sneed is first team all pro and he should be.
2: Yeah. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot now. Um Patrick Mahomes on his helmet. Excellent. <laughs> um I got in the huddle and everybody was telling me that it was shattered. He said I wasn't coming out the out of the <laughs> game, and it was definitely a first. And then on his backup helmet, the backup helmet was frozen. He said he needs to talk to somebody about you know where they keep the backup helmet. <laughs> a negative
3: twenty-seven degree windshield. Yeah, yeah, we definitely should have
2: talked about a backup. They, they had though they worked through a backup backup helmet at that point. Like that was the funny thing you were saying. I think they were working through to get into uh, Patrick Mahomes on playing in in the frigid weather. It was windy. I thought the guys did a great job of getting open. You have to be mentally tough. The Chiefs were unequivocally the most mentally tough team in this game. And now they potentially could get a lot of rest and a rest edge over who they are playing. They're gonna have a rest edge most likely over over whoever they play, um, unless they're playing the Houston Texans coming to Kansas City and having to be a it's tough team. Yeah. Damn. And then it's and then it's about even. So um it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting there. But uh Patrick Mahomes says it was cold. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> That's from Mackenzie Nelson there as well. Oh man. Uh anything else you guys want to get on uh, yeah, uh, the ESPN's Dolphins reporter,
3: um, oh shoot, I just had it up here and I forgot his name, I'm so sorry, but tweeted out that, you know, the uh, Dolphins were missing five starters on one side of the ball,
2: and if you watched the game, you may not have been able to tell which side. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I had the yeah. Chiefs outclassed that team in every way, shape, or form, and now Eli Apple can go join Jamar. Was
0: quarterback one? In. It- <laughs>
2: Hey, look, you want to know it something? Skylar Thompson looked better in the playoffs last year than, than Tua did this this year, if you remember. You're
0: not wrong. But, like, that discredits what Steve Spagnuolo did, though. You're not sure. wrong. But it discredits what Steve Spagnuolo did. Like, the man had guys playing, like, uh, ring around the Rosie. We, we all remember the ring around the rosy offensive play. This man had his safeties playing ring around the rosy pre-snap just so too had no clue where to throw the football, and then he just ends up fade away a- up all over the middle of the field. It's just, Steve Spadal cannot get enough credit for what he did through everything throughout it. We kind of started the show with it, so I think it's probably the best that we kind of close this part with it. It's just, he knew what the Dolphins did, right? They want to run the ball, they want to get the ball out wide, and he was able to take away the speed to the outside, whether that was how they were fitting the runs, whether that was who they were using as their force defenders, they were taking away all of the outside runs for the Dolphins. And that did lead to the Dolphins being able to leak some guys out into the flats early on in this game, out the backside, because it's kind of hard to take away both sides at once versus this much speed. But as the game went on, you can't build an entire offense out of leaking tight ends and running backs into the flat late. Eventually you're going to have to play real football And as soon as the Dolphins had to do that, they could just find no traction. There was nothing that they could sit there and call and comfortably and reliably, confidently in that huddle and say, we're about to pick up positive yards. And that's because they just didn't seem to have a good feel of what the Chiefs were going to do on any given down. And that was Steve Spagnuolo. We talked about it leading up to this. Every year, he elevates his game when they hit the playoffs. The thing is, they're coming from a middle of the pack defense. They're coming from a. eh just outside the middle of the back, maybe a below-average defense, then they elevate it when they hit the playoffs and become a top-10 type unit, a top-5 for a single-game unit. Here's a defense that is top-5 already, and you you, it was a little bit of a question, is there a step to take? Can there do more? Is there anything left? Buddy, there was a lot left in the tank. See, Spiney Village was pulling out some of the wildest shit you've ever seen and just saying, here, deal with this, and Mike McDaniel and Tua didn't really have any answers for it, so... I cannot wait to see who they play next week, what kind of answers they might have, because there's going to be so much more to it.
2: Hey, real quick, uh, Bones Jackson said, I thought the post-game show was going to be at the distillery. So the the party at Holiday Distillery was canceled due to weather. Um, we might be there next week. We're still working out some details there, but make sure you're keeping an eye out on all the KCSN social media. I'm sure if you're subscribed to the KCSN sub- substack, you'll get an update to that as well. So they're, you know, w- we're working through some stuff. We were bummed that we had to cancel last week's. Uh, we are looking at some possibilities to maybe do uh, do something out there next week. Uh, Patrick Mahomes on his scramble that got his helmet cracked. I was trying to score. Young Pat would have gotten in there. I'm getting a little old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's
2: 28.
0: <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, as a fellow youth, you do start oh, to lose. Oh, it, it starts oh, to get a oh. little bit difficult to bounce back from that. And that cold, too. Like in that cold, trying to bounce back for some of that stuff, I get it. I feel his plight.
3: See, this is this is exactly what I'm talking about, though. It's fun. Like they're having fun at the podium right now. They're they're having a good time. They're messing around. Andy Reid's talking about how the worst possible thing that could happen is him losing his mustache with all the icicles on there. Like was this is, swag surfing. There, this was fun. It was so fun. It's nice to have fun football back again.
2: Oh my goodness! And in a playoff game, no less. I the vibes are real high. And I He's think we officially got to you don't want to play the Chiefs territory. Whoever lines up against this team next week is not happy to be running into Patrick Lavon Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I can tell you that much. I cannot wait. I'll but Buffalo will feel like you know, like Florida next week compared to what this team just had to play in. True, bring it and a rest edge. It is time for some Ben Holiday bo- bo- uh, bourbon though, because it is toast game. Let's party. Uh, let's see here, uh, Craig. Who you got? Toast game.
3: You're making me go first. I want to shout out our. He's guy. gonna cheat. I am gonna cheat. I'm gonna shout out our guy Prime Time Rambo here. Dropped a super chat in here. Said there was not one leak link on the Chiefs' defense in this game. Hell of a job! It's the entire defense. I am cheating and stealing all of it.
1: Boo-hoo-hoo. Move
3: me all you want. You you invoke Patrick Mahomes like every other week. So You, you chill. No, this defense was so good against an explosive offense and a team that if you let them hang around and with Mike McDaniel's, you know, IQ and the way that he game plans and things like that, they could have done something here. And from snap one, it didn't matter. Like Steve Spagnuolo, every single member of this defense, Derek Naughty went out hurt and Mike Pinnell steps in and has himself a hell of a game out there. Willie Gates Jr. had a terrific game. George Karloftis had an awesome game. The entire defense was elite all night long. And so what Maddie was saying, we weren't sure if there was another step up because they have been so good. Guess what? There was. And so, yeah, big toast to this defense for not hey, just defense. what you did the regular season, but the playoffs. Whole defense. Roughly 25 players. Shout out. <laughs> Absolutely. Need to check the numbers. It might be 24, it might be 26 right
1: now.
0: Um. Hey, Tucker, do you have one that you might want to jump on and share with us, buddy?
1: Yeah, I have one. Ken's just a coward to read the private chat, so who doesn't <laughs> know out. whatever's going on in the private chat. Um, yeah, Ever? I've got one. I was watching this game, and, and with these conditions, it's very uh, very easy to get hurt, right? It's very easy to uh, suffer injuries. One team did have a lot of injuries going into it, but the Chiefs dominated on the on one side of the ball, on both sides of the ball, on all three phases of this football game. You know why? Good health. Good health. So good health. Good health and staying warm. I just wanted to get my sweatshirt on the show, actually, is why I wanted to come on. You killed it, penny.
2: Yeah. Great is. job, Tuck. My best friend here. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Maddie. Well, since Craig, unfortunately, took Charles
0: O'Minahue, who I was going to lead this with. Dude, um, I didn't say his name on purpose so that you can take him. You didn't. Um, I, I am going to go with Charles O'Minahue. I'm going to go with another defender because I I think, I, I I do agree, the entire defense played well. I think George Karloff is going to get a lot of praise. LeGarrius needs to get a lot of praise. Chris Jones, Trent McDuffie, Mike Edwards for always being in the right spot. And these guys all, sh- Nick Bolton, shout out Nick Bolton, one of his best games of the year. All these guys... Should get should get their credit, but I think the Charles Omonihu because he doesn't show up in the stat sheet right away when you go looking for it is going to get a little bit glossed over, and I I don't know if through the first two and a half three quarters he wasn't their best defensive player there for a while. He was constantly getting pressure. He was in at the face of Tua all the time. He was the guy that was making Tua move off of his spot, adjust his throwing angle over and over and over. So. Yeah, I'm going to go with Charles Aminihue. I think he had a really strong showing, and I think he constantly gets pulled out of graphics for not being a starting defensive lineman for the Chiefs based on stats. You got to put some respect on his name. He's very clearly like one of their top two, at worst, three defensive linemen. Charles Aminihue matters. He matters a ton. I think you saw that early in this game when the Chiefs defense was really first starting to set that
2: throw, uh, uh, tempo. Slow. I want to toast to any sicko that went out to Arrowhead tonight and stormed and braved that weather. Hell yeah. You guys rule. Um, you know, I you know, some people have been priced out of Arrowhead because of how expensive these games are, and I know some of you used this as an opportunity to go out and, and be at Arrowhead. I hope you had an incredible time. Uh, I hope you stayed warm. I hope you had fun. Uh, I know that was a lot of fun watching that game. The Chiefs absolutely dominating the Miami Dolphins. Now the Cancun Dolphins. Uh, but salute to you. Also, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go Patrick Levon Mahomes uh because he was unbelievable today. You know, we talked about playoff Pat and how good he was before the high ankle injury sprain, uh, or high high ankle sprain. Uh, and goes out and still plays outstanding, you know, the rest of the playoffs uh, you know, last year. Well, he's healthy, he's playing well. Played awesome today. I thought he did great. You know the 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 Dolphins. You know they tried they tried to heat him up in the cold. You know they tried to they tried to get some body blows on him in in the freezing cold environment. And he just went out there and continued to throw with his chest, throw with confidence. And guys went out and made plays for him. A lot of good vibes here. You know, there's some stuff we'll talk about here. I'm sure on the Casey Laboratory later. Uh, you know, next week, uh, early next week. Make sure you're checking out that. But um, I think there's just a lot of reasons for optimism. I feel good. Nobody wants to play the Kansas City Chiefs anymore. We're back, baby. Got that swagger back, y'all. Know I'm gonna be talking with my chest this week because I started on Friday or on Thursday. But it's gonna be a lot of fun, anyways. That was toast game. Brought to you by Ben Holiday, bottled in bond bourbon. And ben Holiday would have been like a perfect, just oh my god, warmer upper for uh, for anyone going to Arrowhead. I'm sure you know that would have that would have been. I'm warm now. Toast game. Can I get one more toast game? Yeah. Sure. Toast game to everybody not
0: wearing a buffalo hat like Tucker D. Franklin is right now, where the D stands for a buffalo hat. It's just
1: Alright, I gotta clear my name. I can't, I can't just stand idly by it's and let Not a Bill's hat. Bastards. I'll take it off. I'll take it off right now. Gotta shout out uh Casey Buffalo Company, caseybuffalo.com. Go check them out for the best meat around. Buffalo meat, really good. Have you not had it? Go try it. Casey Buffalo. They're the best. Presenting sponsor of the best. They are the best.
2: They are the sponsors of the best. Matthew. It's
1: not me. Beef of the week. The chat Tucker D Franklin's hat. <laughs> that might actually be a beef of the week. Yeah, I know I keep leaving and coming back, but I, I that, that, so that might actually be a good one. Don't beef with me.
2: Anyway, thank you all so much for hanging out with us tonight on a Saturday night, enjoying the cheese first of what we believe can be, you know, four playoff wins this year. I think everything's on the table. There's a lot of reasons for optimism. We're gonna break down all the things that we saw a little more detail later in the week. Uh, cause you know, we'll know the opponent the next time that well, actually I don't know if we will the next time that we start this show. Probably it'll be not. It'll be right up against the wire. Uh because the Stop. Bills the Stop. Bills will be playing in on Monday. The Buffalo Sabres are playing tonight. Uh, the, the Buffalo Bills will be moving oh, their game okay. to Monday. It, Anyways, it's over. nope, that's going to do it for the KC, or the post postgame show. Thank you all it's so touch. much. Enjoy Cancun, Eli Apple. We'll catch you later.
1: It's Casey Buffalo Company. It's a Kansas City Buffalo eating company. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger